want to talk about peace once again, like we have been for some time, all this year in fact, and how we can have peace in our hearts no matter what we're going through. And tonight we'll look at how we do get that peace and wisdom leads us to peace. And so we need to make sure we understand what wisdom is. Wisdom, according to the Bible, is going to come out of Proverbs with it. According to the Proverbs in the Bible, wisdom says it's the application of moral and godly principles that results in skillful and godly living. Meaning this, application means I'm taking God's Word, and and tonight we're looking at Proverbs, and taking Proverbs and saying, that's good, that's good, I see what you're saying, I got it, got it, got it, here's something to do, here's something don't do, and all those things, and then applying it to our moral, or having those moral and godly principles, then applying it to our life. That means living it out, walking it out, putting it into action, not just talking about it, but putting it into action. Cheryl will show me in her Bible some of the Proverbs she has underlined. She did not have this one underlined, and so we finally found it, Danny. And it was chapter 21, verse 9. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. And so that's Proverbs 21, 9, men, just to underline in your Bible if you want to. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, I shouldn't have brought that out, I know, but it's too late now, I guess. Uh, shouldn't have. <laughs> it did. That's a good idea at the time. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Wisdom is the application, taking what we read, study, understand, and then applying it to our lives and saying, here's how I'm going to walk, here's how I'm going to live, here's what I'm going to do. It results in that skillful and godly living, but it's expertise in godly living. When we're skillful at something, it means we know how to do something. We know how to maybe work on a car or build something or take something apart or do certain things. We all have skills to do something. And so when we have expertise in this and godly living, it means we're skillful at it. We know how to do it. We know what we're doing. And so it means living in skillful life, living a skillful life of discipline and order. So ultimately what we're doing is taking God's moral and godly principles that comes from Proverbs and all through the Bible, and we're applying it to our life, and it's resulting us being able to have skillful and godly living techniques and application and principles in our life, particularly in discipline and order. Would you say tonight that you live a disciplined life? You know, your life is disciplined. You, you, you're not out of control. Your, your life's just not out of control. When we have a disciplined life, our life is in order. And we're learning how to do that by applying godly principles to our lives. And it results in the skillful and godly living. So that's wisdom that we're looking at tonight. So when we have this, when we have this wisdom, that's going to lead us to peace. That's going to give us peace as we look at these uh, verses tonight. And so we're going to start in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. And then we're going to 3 for the message. But Proverbs 1, 1, just to get an idea of what this is talking about. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. So Solomon wrote Proverbs, and there's 31 chapters, and a person could take one chapter a day and make it their daily devotional. 31 days in a month. You say, well, some days have 30, some have 31, some have 28 or 29. What do I do on those days? Well, you double up or go into the next month or do two one day or whatever. But there's 31 chapters of Proverbs. You take a chapter a day, go through one chapter, you go through the whole book in a month. And then start all over, and it's surprising what you would see next month that you didn't see this month. 
something jumps out at you, some, something catches your attention that didn't last month. And so, anyway, Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, and what are they for? He says, for attaining wisdom and discipline. Proverbs are for understanding words of insight. Proverbs are for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. That's what the Proverbs are for. A lot of things there he wants us to do, and so the result of it is simply this, the ability to cope with the daily problems. I don't know if you have any, but we've seen some every now and then, daily problems. Anybody ever have daily problems? Okay, there you go. And so, you know, probably for most of us, raise two hands, you know, same thing. Wouldn't know what to do if we didn't have them. And so what wisdom does, what Proverbs does, it simply gives us that ability to cope with daily problems. Okay, I'm encountering this, I'm facing that. Here's the problem today, and then this afternoon, tonight, here they come. How do I cope with that? How do I handle that? Oh, I'm getting wisdom from God's Word, and He's showing me how to cope with those daily problems. It's telling us how to understand God's Word. Just saying the Proverbs are all there to understand God's Word. God, I I need understanding here, and I need understanding over here. I'm not sure I quite get it. Um, Has anybody ever read that daily devotional by Oswald Chambers? Utmost for his highest. All right, several of you have. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the time frame he wrote it, maybe late 1800s, early 1900s. Anybody know for sure? All right, somewhere in there, but it's still one of the most popular daily devotionals out there. And uh, Cheryl's been reading it for a long time, and every night she reads a chapter to me, the daily verse of it for the day. She read one the other night, and, and when I'm getting to understand God's Word, I'm going to read you part of it. This is July 18th, the mystery of believing. In there it says this, and underline it so I have it. It is not natural to obey, nor is it necessarily sinful to disobey. And she read it, pause. She read it again. I said, read it again, because <laughs> it didn't seem to make sense. Does it? It is not natural to obey, nor is it necessarily sinful to disobey. What are you talking about, Ozzy? She calls him Ozzy, so, you know, that's where I'm getting it from. There's no, he goes on in the next sentence, there's no moral virtue in obedience unless there's recognition of a higher authority in the one who dictates. Now, you probably need that read again and again, look over it several times, and then you have to read the whole uh, lesson for the day, the whole proverb for the day, or the whole illustration for the day, to understand that whole concept. Because reading those couple of sentences is like, what? Where are you going with this, Ozzy? And so you have to reread and reread. But that's what Proverbs, that's what wisdom does for us, understanding God's Word. And so as you read all through there, go back over it, go back over it, go back over it, you finally grasp, oh, I'll get it now. Same thing with God's Word sometimes. We read it and say, God, I'm just not sure. I'm, I see what you're saying, but I'm not sure I've got it. I'm not sure I can live it. I'm not sure I can do it. You know, all those kind of things we look at in God's Word. But wisdom gives us an understanding of God's Word. I get it now, God. Okay. Wisdom gives us self-control. Sometimes we just need a little self-control, don't we? You know, when we're shopping, when we're in town, when we're driving, you know, just going through that daily life, we need a little self-control. God's wisdom shows us self-control. God's wisdom also shows us how to do what is right and fair. Just do the right thing. Well, I don't know what the right thing is. 
We get wisdom from God's Word to know what the right thing is. Fair, what's fair? I don't know what's fair. Well, we get wisdom from God's Word to know what's fair. And so there's what God, there's the results of wisdom, these four things that came out of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. And so now we go into the message. That's the introduction. So now we get Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, where we're going tonight, looking at peace. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, talking to us as children of God, do not forget my teaching. Solomon saying through the Proverbs, through wisdom. Don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands where? In your heart. Don't just say it. Don't just memorize Scripture. Say, I memorized Scripture. I got memorized Scripture. I know what that says. I know what it says. But is it in your heart? See, if it's in your heart, it's going to come out. It's going to come out in daily words. It's going to come out in daily action. It's going to come out in daily attitudes. So don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they, these teachings, will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. You mean if I learn God's Word, and I put his word in my heart, I'm going to live a long time, and I'm going to get rich? No, it doesn't. Well, that's what it says, prosperity. Well, hold on. We need to, once again, make sure we understand words in the Bible, the wisdom. Prosperity in the Hebrew language means peace. It means a wholeness of life. Our life is whole and complete when we have God's teachings that we don't forget, keep his commands in our heart, They prolong our life many years and bring us wholeness of life. They make our life complete, but it also means harmony. We live in harmony with other people, and we live in harmony with God. When we are learning God's Word, His commands in our heart, and we're not forgetting His teaching, we're applying it to our life, and we have this prosperity, this peace, this wholeness of life, and this harmony. Well, moving on then. He says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Don't let love get away from you. Love all people at all times. Don't let faithfulness to God ever leave you. Be faithful to God at all times. Bind them around your neck. He says, just make sure you're holding on to it. It's holding on to you, love and faithfulness. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Don't carry around a tablet and say, okay, I wrote that down so I won't forget it. I wrote that down so I won't forget it. I wrote that down so I don't forget it. I'm just going to tote it around with me, put it in my pocket, and during the day I'll pull it out and see what it says. And I'll apply it to my life. He says, no, put it on the tablet of your heart. Write it on your heart. That way we don't have to think, okay, what do I read, what do I read, what's God saying? It's there, it comes out of our heart because it's in our mind, our heart, our very soul, and it comes out when we need it to in a certain situation. Then you'll win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. When we're living, when we're not letting love leave us, when we're not letting faithfulness leave us, when we're tying it around our neck in a spiritual sense, putting on the tablet of our heart in a spiritual sense, we're winning a good name and good favor with God and with other people. Because they're looking at our life and they're saying, look how they live. Look how they live. I see them day in and day out. I see them serving God, being obedient to God. They love, they are faithful to God, and we're leaving something behind as a result. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 is probably underlined in many of your Bibles. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We know that. We understand that. We get that. Trust means faith. Trust means confidence. Trust means I'm going to hang in there. Trust means God. (laughs) Whatever you say, I believe it. I believe you. I have faith in you. I trust you. I have confidence in you. Uh, With all your heart, not just say it, but with all your heart, trust God. And lean not on your own understanding, like we're talking about on Sunday mornings, our emotions. 
Sometimes we understand things through our eyes rather than understanding things through the eyes of the Lord living in us. And so that's two totally different things, isn't it? Well, my understanding of this is, but is that what God's understanding of this is? Whatever, you know, we're looking at a certain situation, but here's the way I understand it, here's why I see it. Is that the way God sees it? So don't we can't lean on our own understanding. We'll get it wrong. We'll let our emotions and feelings get in there, and we'll get it wrong. So we have to trust God, lean not on our understanding but His, and in all our ways, whatever we do, wherever we go, however we act during the day's time, in all your ways acknowledge Him. God, I'm looking to you. God, I'm acknowledging you. God, I'm trusting you. I'm leaning on you. And here's what's going to happen. It's going to make our path straight. God's just going to straighten our life out. You ever been? You ever had a parent say to you as a child, I think straighten you out. <laughs> Did any parent say to any child that, okay, Douglas just raised both hands. It took a lot of straightening out for him. And so I'm sure it was from our daddy. He knew how to straighten out a lot of things. So, <laughs> hmm. Don't even want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> but God does too. God knows how to straighten our life out too. And he will do it. As we trust in Him with all our heart, we're not trying to figure it out ourselves. We're listening to Him. We acknowledge Him in everything we do, and He makes our path straight as it needs to be. And He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. I got this all figured out. I know the answer to that. I know how to do this. I I don't need you or anybody else. Don't be wise in your own eyes, because we see that a lot of times in people, don't we? They have all the answers to all the questions and to all of life, and they know what it's all about. Don't be wise in your own eyes. But instead of being wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord. Trust Him. Be in awe of Him. Worship Him. And shun evil. If you shun something, what are you doing? Resisting it. What? Put it away. Put it away. Yeah, just shove it aside. You, you, you know, you've seen that in, in people sometimes, don't you? Shun you. I'm just going to push you away. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not going there. And so he says, there's something we do need to shun. It's called evil. When we see evil, we know evil, we recognize evil, we need to push it away. Just, not going there. So be, don't be wise in your own eyes, but fear God, shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You'll just feel better because you're not doing evil, you're not doing wrong, and you feel better because you're doing right, you're fearing God, and you're humble to Him. You're not trying to figure it all out, so I got all the answers. That can get burdensome, can't it? Trying to figure everything out, fix everything, fix everybody. Handle it yourselves. I don't need God. I can do this because I'm pretty smart and intelligent. You ever try to do that? Just figure everything out, fix everything? Never do, do you? But you're always trying, always doing. And it just drags you down over time. I can fix this. I can fix that. Well, at some point you run out of fixing. And God says, by doing this, by fearing God, shining evil, not being wise in our own eyes, but humbling to Him, He says, you're going to find health in your body. You're going to feel better and you're going to have nourishment in your bones. He says, honor the Lord with your wealth. God, you gave it to me. I'm giving it back to you with the first fruits of all your crops. Whatever first fruits are in our wealth, in our hands that he's given us, we give that to him. Uh, Honor God with it. Then your barns will be filled overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And so God says, you can't outgive me. You give what I need you to give to me from your first fruits then I'll give back to you in all these ways. This is my son. He addresses us as children of God again. Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. 
every once in a while, every now and then, you may have understood God's discipline in your life. Just as parents discipline children, we are a child of God. That's what he says, my son, my daughter, my child. God will discipline us too. Because every now and then, every once in a while, we as Christians get out of line. Is that a good way to put it? Uh, get um, disobedient. Is that a good way to put it? You know, just say, God, I'm not going to do that. And we say, God, why do I have to do that? You know, how children do with parents sometimes. I want to go to uh, Bobby's house tonight. Well, you can't go. Why not? Because I said so. You know, all those things you go through as parents and children. Same way with God. God, I want to do this. No, you can't do it. Well, I want to go. No, you can't. Why not? Because I said so. Well, I'm going anyway. And so then the discipline has to come in. God does that. So we don't need to despise that because God loves us and He's trying to make us more like Jesus. Don't resent His rebuke. Don't get mad at God when He does something to change us to make us more like Jesus. Because why? The Lord loves, the Lord disciplines those He loves. If God is disciplining, bringing discipline into our life, it's because He loves us. He doesn't want us to go in the wrong direction, to go astray, to get involved in things we don't need to get involved in. And so He brings the discipline in because He loves us. As a father, the son, He delights in. So what is discipline in particular? Teaching, training, correcting. God just said, I'm trying to teach you, I'm trying to train you, I'm trying to correct you. And so sometimes hardship and correcting is Hard to accept, but it demonstrates God's love for us. We don't like hardship. You ever been through hardship in your life? Anybody ever had hardship? All right, about three of you have. Rest of you haven't, okay. But sometimes hardship will come to our life. And sometimes correcting comes to our life. We're going in the wrong direction, and hardship comes into our life, and God corrects us, brings us back. We've seen that. We've experienced that probably. I know I have. And so that's hard to accept sometimes. God, what are you doing here? Uh, trying to do right, act right? And he said, no, you're not in this area of your life. You're going in the wrong direction. i got to bring you back. So i got to correct you. And i got to bring hardship in your life to uh, show you which way to go. It can be hard to accept, but it demonstrates God's love for us. It just shows that he loves us. If he let us go out and go our own way without saying anything, I'll be here when you get back. Go in and live like that. Act like that. I'll be here when you get back. Just, you know, don't worry about it. Live like you want to live. Go where you want to go and have a great time while you're doing it. He doesn't do that. If we're his child, he's going to correct us just like any parent would. Verse 13, moving on. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. When we find wisdom from, wisdom from God, we're blessed by God. The man who gains understanding, we're blessed by God. For she, talking about wisdom, the word she means wisdom here in this uh, next few verses, uh, Solomon is referring to wisdom as she. She, wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. Something better than all the wealth in the world is called wisdom. Knowing how to live right, act right, do right, go in the right direction is more important than having all the wealth in the world. She, meaning wisdom, is more precious than rubies. Uh, rubies are valuable, and look how pretty that is. That's wonderful. But wisdom is prettier than rubies. Uh, nothing you desire can compare to her. Wisdom. Whatever else we might desire out there can compare to wisdom. We should desire wisdom more than anything else. God, show me. God, teach me. God, train me. God, I need to know some understanding here. Long life is in her wisdom. Long life is in wisdom's right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. God says, I give you 
what you need every single day with wisdom. Her ways, wisdom once again, wisdom's ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. Solomon is writing to us, and he says, you know, those ways of wisdom, gaining understanding of God's Word, getting familiar with what He has to say to us day in and day out, directing our paths where He wants us to go, he said, that's pleasant. That's nice. That's kind. That's considerate. He said, it's something we enjoy, wanting to go in the right direction, do the right thing. But not only that, the paths of wisdom, it's always going to lead us to peace. Peace within our hearts, peace with God, and peace with other people. Have you ever found out that some people are difficult to get along with? You ever seen anybody like that? Some, some of you have? Okay. All right. Okay. I know. Just raising your hand just like everybody else. I understand. And so, <laughs> and so sometimes you find people that are hard to get along with, difficult to get along with. What we need then, to, how, how are we going to get along with this person? I've got to work with them. I've got to go to school with them. I've got to live with them. I've got to go to church with them. You know, whatever it may be. How, God, am I ever going to get along with them? I need your wisdom. And God says, here's how you can do it. Here's what you need. Here's the wisdom you need because I want to bring you into a path of peace to do that with them. But you know what's funny about that? Having a relationship with that other person that you want peace with, they have to be doing the same thing too. If I'm getting this wisdom, know how to get along with them, get along with them, get along with them, okay, I got it, got it, got it. I can do my part, I can do that. But if we're going to have that relationship that goes both ways, they got to be doing the same thing too. Because they could be saying the same thing about us. We may be saying they're just difficult to get along with. And they may be standing over there and said, you think I'm difficult to get along with? Y'all look at yourself. <laughs> you are too. And so they, we both have to have that wisdom from God to know how to get along with the other person. And that always leads to peace with God, with ourselves, and with other people. But the word pleasant there, that pleasant way, her ways are pleasant ways, means joyful delightful, and it ultimately means beautiful. God's ways, wisdom's ways are simply beautiful. God's ways, wisdom's ways are delightful. <clears throat> I want to know wisdom. I want to have wisdom. And it's joyful. And so when we get that wisdom, we have joy in our heart, we have delight, and we see that it's beautiful for us to live by. And so long life without quality of life is more of a curse than a blessing. Sometimes you've seen elderly people that are bedridden, elderly people that are blind or can't hear or both, elderly people that lay in a bed all day. You look at them and you say, where's the quality of life? They're alive, sure. They're there, but where's the quality? And so sometimes this quality of life is more than a curse than a blessing because where's the blessing in that? Laying, not knowing anything, not doing anything, not being able to get up and even get a drink of water. Where's the blessing? And so peace that God gives us through wisdom means, as we've seen it since January 1st, freedom from rage and the chaos of war. It means there's sometimes a war going on within our own heart. We can be at war with ourselves. There's chaos in our, mind, our minds and our hearts. And so when we have peace, we have freedom from that. We don't have that rage anymore. We don't have that chaos anymore. Going on within us when we have peace it means harmony. 
I'm in harmony with God, harmony with other people, harmony within myself. I feel secure and safe. I'm content in who I am and where I am. And I'm just settled down in my heart. I'm there. I have that peace in my heart that I'm settled down no matter what's going on around us. So many times we get into a situation in our life that, boy, that's awful, that's terrible, that's bad. I wish I wasn't here, wish I wasn't involved in this, wish it wasn't happening, but it is. How can we be settled down in our heart only through peace, but it only comes from wisdom. God giving us wisdom, showing us how to be settled down in our heart. So ultimately, as we saw verse 17, her wisdom, her ways are pleasant, beautiful, joyful, delightful, and her paths always lead to peace. Having that harmony with God, that safety and security with Him, within ourselves, with Him, and with other people.